across industries, organizations are accelerating digital transformation processes for long-term growth and profitability. At least that's what Gartner says. Now, Gartner also says that 53% of organizations surveyed remain untested in the face of digital challenge and their digital transformation readiness, therefore, uncertain. Part of this has to do with the way they manage the data that comes through the organization. What we don't hear often enough, though, is around how the accelerated pace of change forced on consumers and businesses in 2020 is impacting how identity is used manage and protected. Now in today's pod chat for future CIO, we speak to Namrata Jolly, General Manager for Asia Pacific at CallSign to talk about how identity is evolving and what organizations need to stay on top of their business. Namrata, welcome to pod chats for future CIO. Thank you, Alan. How important is identity as businesses accelerate how they engage with customers online? Alan, that's uh, it's a very, very important question for organizations that are operating digitally. And, uh, and we've seen this especially post-2020 and beyond, that consumers have moved their lives literally from physical to the online world. And for many reasons, as we know, we're all living through the pandemic. And from the perspective of that, whether it is the industry of financial services, which did operate online, but I think much, much more so they have seen their consumer base move to leveraging digital channels. I would say the same for insurance sector, for sure, digital retailers and so on. So digital identity becomes extremely important for a lot of these industries as they are transforming digitally to ensure that they are able to accurately identify who is accessing their online portals and whether the folks who are accessing their online portals are who they say they truly are. Uh, Just to give you an example, digital identity is all the pieces of information pertaining to identity that we leave behind on the web during our online transactions or interactions. So when I log into my bank, my online portal, I'm identifying myself with an email and a password or a user ID and a password. But it's not just this. It's the device I'm using, it's the way I'm typing, it's the time and the location of my interaction. And uh, this is all which encompasses online digital identity. This year, this 2021, what are the forces that will have the most significant impact in terms of how digital identity is created, managed and protected? I think there are two big aspects. One is leveraging of technology and the other is, of course, regulation and how quickly regulation will help move this along. In markets like in Europe, we have already seen the uh, SCA, uh, which is the strong consumer authentication regulations coming into force where uh, multi-factor authentication, which means more than one factor being used in authenticating your users is now being leveraged. Uh, But Asia-Pac, I do not think is staying behind. Asia PAC has also seen across multiple markets huge cybercrime, and we have seen this grow uh, across 2020 and into 2021. So, regulators like MAS, in fact, they have come uh, in Singapore, they have come with updated guidelines and do now require, especially banks and other financial institutions, to be using multi factor authentication for all systems with administrative accounts which store and leverage critical consumer information. If you look at the Bank of Philippines, in the Philippines. Back in 2017-2018 itself, they had already mandated that banks should use 
multi-factor authentication for especially high-risk transactions. So I think this is one. The other is the need for greater cyber risk awareness, which is, I would say, two parts. One is definitely the regulator bringing this to the fore and regulating it across different industries. But at the same time, like I mentioned, there is also the aspect of us being able to leverage technologies like machine learning and be able to utilize apart from, and I'm going to get a little bit technical here, in terms of factors of authentication, I'll, I'll try and make it really simple. You have what's called the knowledge factor, which is what I know, which is my user ID and password as a user. Then you have what is called the possession factor, which is things like I possess a mobile or I possess my laptop. So that's the device I possess. And what is now becoming more prominent because these two sets of factors of authentication, which is the knowledge factor and the possession factor, on their own are now becoming more and more vulnerable to compromise. It doesn't mean just because I have a user ID and password and I'm logging into my online banking portal, I am truly, the person who's you know entering my credentials is truly Namrata Jolly. That is not essential anymore because people forget passwords, passwords get stolen, devices get stolen. There's the whole issue of SIM swaps of mobile phones. So there's this third factor, which is the inherence factor, which is who I am, right? which is biometric my fingerprint if i'm using a mobile phone how i swipe my finger across the phone you know what's the strength of my wrist the intensity of my wrist the circumference of my finger if i'm using a laptop and a keyboard how am i typing in a set of characters these constitute behavioral biometrics and this third factor i think is going to be very very critical going ahead because of the fact that it is not easy to replicate this and a lot of this is your muscle memory. It is how I flex my wrist. It is how I swipe my finger, you know, across uh, the mobile phone. And these are, are quite difficult to replicate. You mentioned call signs business, at least initially, it's been predominantly in the banking sector. I mean, if you look at the banks in Asia, are they sophisticated enough in how they authenticate users and protect user identity or user information in order for consumers such as you and me to be able to comfortably say, I trust my bank, I, I trust the, the financial institution that, that has much of the hard-earned assets that I've built over the years? I think it is it is a mixed bag there are several banks who are using uh, some of the standard methods for authentication would be you know username password pin numbers and uh, the others like i said would be the first two factors knowledge and possession which is what i know and then you know what i have it is a fact that a lot of banks still do use uh, sms otps uh, which are vulnerable to attack but i think there is a rising awareness of the leverage of you know biometric authentication and this, I, as I said, is the inherence factor. Uh, and, and it is not necessarily just your fingerprint, but it is a multitude of factors. So, for example, um, you know, if you look at some of the sensors which are on your mobile phone, which is the gyroscope, the accelerometer, this help you capture a multitude of parameters which together can be combined to come up with a score. And I think going forward, a combination of these three factors uh, is going to be very important. Uh, there is a little bit of a conundrum 
which I'd like to articulate here. And it is sometimes thought process or the mindset that if we are including so many different factors of authentication, that might end up resulting in too much of friction, right, for the consumer. And we ourselves at CallSign are very focused on ensuring three things, right? That the methods of authentication that we provide are firstly uncompromisable. They should be privacy preserving, which means we don't provide engines which are doing surveillance, which are monitoring you all the time because we don't believe that is required for us to be able to positively identify a user. And last but not the least, the methodology has to be one which absolutely reduces friction or does not introduce any friction at all. And I'd like to give you, a, you know, just a simple example to bring this to life. So in a situation where I'm entering a user ID and a password on a banking portal, just my user ID and password is sufficient for us to determine passively in the background the device which is being used to log in. And at the same time, because you are typing in your username, which could be an email address or it could just be a regular username and password. And on, if you're using the mobile phone while you swipe to go next after you've input that, that is sufficient for us to determine through our machine learning models whether you are you lie within a confidence score which we have built through our machine learning algorithm. So as a consumer, I have only input the two credential elements which I usually do. But we are able to glean from that both the additional factors of inherence, which is what I am because that's the behavior I exhibited. And the other is the possession because we are able to do device fingerprinting without asking you for, for anything additional. Would you say that based on your experience dealing with businesses, especially in regulated markets like the banks, what sort of hesitations would they have in introducing this new technology? What, what else would hold back an organization from knocking at your door and saying, hey, Namrata, I love the technology. What can we do to bring it into our organization? While digital transformation is in full swing, there is uh, quite a bit of legacy platform that banks are still dealing with. And they have possibly multiple vendors who are providing the capability that is a comprehensive solution that CallSign now provides. I wouldn't see that as a concern, but definitely there is some amount of effort involved in rolling back multiple solutions that they have and then bringing in a comprehensive solution. It's more about the effort and the impetus to go ahead and roll out such a solution. But we are hopeful, given that these are the different benefits that we would bring, including the ability to help with vendor consolidation and provide one vendor has the ability to provide a comprehensive solution apart from the benefits to the consumer, using cost of things like SMS OTP, which also can be compromised by man-in-the-middle attacks and so on. We are absolutely uh, hopeful that this is something that will create value in our potential customers here. When you go out to them and you, you advise them, what should they be looking for in an identity solution? What should a CEO or CISO or CTO, uh, when they're evaluating, oh, we've got about 10 companies that potentially, and 10 different technologies that potentially can help us do the things that the call sign wants to do? I think uh, what organizations should be looking at is, for sure, reduction of fraud, just given the time and space we are in right now. They should be looking at the opportunity to also ensure, because a lot of these solutions, uh, bear in mind, do not provide a great customer experience. And just by, a, I think it was a recent uh, forest uh, survey, which showed that even one second of delay, especially during the onboarding process, can result in almost an 8% drop-off, which is a loss of revenue as a financial institution. So they should be looking at um, you know, the, the latency 
the speediness, which is in other words, the a frictionless customer experience. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, if you are going into more sophisticated elements of authentication, like I mentioned, which is the whole inherence, which is the third factor, which a lot of institutions do not currently have, how do you also ensure that the consumer feels protected? Because I'm now there is a third factor involved. How are you raising awareness amongst your consumer base and also ensuring with your vendor that this data is secure. And that's one thing I would like to highlight. I know uh, I'm not call sign at this point, but this is a very important point to mention here because as an ex-banker and a person who has run digital for insurance as well, this is something that is top of mind for me also, that when you have an organization that is collecting information about behavior and you're coming through a journey of having provided consumer credentials, what is this organization actually storing? Here I'd like to highlight that that we know you without truly knowing you and, and I'll elaborate on that so what I mean by that is so let's say I log into um, you know my online banking portal so namrata.jolly something something is my user ID and then I put in my password if you have call sign integrated to the banking portal we do not know what is this user ID and credential we do not see this and we do not know who this user is what we do know and what we do collect is which is the device being used through the process of device fingerprint and what is your behavior? How are you typing? How fast are you typing? What is the rhythm? Like I mentioned, all the other things to do with your finger, the intensity of your wrist and so on. Based on that, with our machine learning algorithms and models, we create a behavioral profile. But I still don't know that this is Namrata Jolly. That way, we are providing for ensuring that privacy is preserved. And at the same time, Another very important point to mention is we do not do, you know, this monitoring across the consumer journey. It is event based. You logged in, this information is collected only at that point. There are solutions that do literally surveillance across the entire consumer journey. We don't believe in doing that because we think that's not required for us to positively identify a person. And we also want to be able to preserve consumers privacy. When looking at an identity solution, it's difficult to qualify whether this particular solution from one vendor is really suited for me. The perception I get is that, is there such a thing as a one-size-fits-all type of solution that regardless of which industry I am in or and what business model I have, whether it's B2B or B2B2C, do I believe the idea that there is a one-size-fits-all type of solution, at least when it comes to identity management? I think the, there are three elements that I would focus on, right? And I'm sure things will evolve as we go along because of the fact that, not to forget, we have very sophisticated bad actors as well who keep involving, uh, sorry, evolving as we go along. And therefore, these solutions also have an evolution path. But I would say that whoever your customer is, irrespective of industry, now it is possible that where money is involved, for sure, there is the need for a much higher level of security. I would actually say the same for where people are uh, making available health information, you know, your personal health information. So some of these things are going to be uh, driven by regulation as well, where things become mandatory and the level of authentication might be slightly different uh, industry by industry and could also be different depending on the kind of transaction. So for example, in banks, for high risk transactions, there are already countries and organizations which include a second layer of authentication in addition to you know the first login but i would say frankly the way i see 
see it at this point is across the three elements of first ensuring that you're able to build a complete and accurate digital identity with the information you have of your customers and then you learn as you go along with multiple interactions that is one facet the second one is protecting privacy i think there is no brainer it's a no brainer privacy preserving the solution needs to be and apart from consumer experience i would also add uh, one is maintaining the solution but i'd start with implementation of the solution because the the implementation of the solution the one we provide i think needs to be practically a low code no code kind of solution which is then easy to test out and can be deployed real time and also when you want to make changes because to to the point you mentioned you know irrespective of the kind of consumer base and so on uh, a solution needs to have the flexibility so let's say i'm a bank and i have the high net worth segment i have the affluent segment and i have the mass segment and there is a certain uh, consumer journey that i want for my high net worth there's a slightly different journey that i want for uh, affluent and you know a slightly different one for mass uh, a solution which allows you to provide for the flexibility where you can visually bring in uh, an authentication journey just by drawing it which is what we help with and provide for different nodes of authentication so i'll give you a simple example uh, alan and this is not necessarily based on customer segment so we are all human beings right mm-hmm. the way i swipe my thumb across the screen of the phone uh, does not have to be exactly the same every time i may have hurt my hand my finger may be hurt or i'm holding a cup of coffee or whatever and that can be slightly different but providing for this is called introducing friction only by design so where i have a consumer who is falling within you know the normal behavior which is built by my machine machine learning algorithms will go through straight away no no questions asked you tick all the boxes yes you fit in you go ahead but now there's namrata who's hurt her hand and her swipe is looking way off we earlier had a confidence score of 90% and today it's down to 10 so something is wrong and this is obviously we would have a determination of you know what is the method of authentication we want to step up to based on our interaction with the bank for example so now something is off either you could say hey i want to send this person a push notification with a pin so that they can confirm that they have received it and we know it's truly namrata or i could ask namrata if she can please look into her camera of the phone and we do a facial authentication you know so we could do a step up authentication now this is a situation where we are introducing friction by design we are focused on the principle of innocent until proven guilty so you move ahead and this is this is important because you you don't want to be in a situation where you have false positives Oh what do you see will be the top trends impacting digital identity in 2021 and moving onwards we're still going to be with covid for another year or so i guess <laughs> I think leveraging machine learning models is going to be key in terms of digital identity i think another trend that i see in asia is the rise of internet of things so there are these devices that we are trying to connect all over place and it's not just financial services but it's you know logistics companies and and many many other industries and there is a whole governance which which needs to be governance framework which needs to be put in the area of iot and i think at this time there is still huge there is huge vulnerability uh, as far as cyber threat is concerned uh, in the area of iot but coming back to 
the sectors that we are focused on i would say insurance also does do quite a bit of iot for their whole you know pay as you go insurance and so on and so forth the focus on machine learning with privacy preserving and frictionless experience is going to be key and definitely for the next year or so until we start seeing something uh, vastly different emerging namrata thank you for joining me on podcasts for future cio thank you alan it was a pleasure to have this chat with you That was Ms. Namrata Jolly, General Manager Asia Pacific for CallSign on the topic of how identity is evolving and what organizations need to do to stay on top of their business. You are listening into Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our weekly free newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe. Have a great day and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now. Music